Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Lotus of Doom. Lotus... I had a crazy week this last week. How are you doing? Did you? I, I, it seemed like everything in Florida was very peaceful since we had, we talked. We had, it was, we had a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain. A little wind? A little, little rain. A little bit. So your, uh, yard, like, your, your yard got a little wet is what you're saying? Like there was just yeah. a little bit of rain? Yeah. So I've, I've realized something. In the house that we bought is a fairly new build, and it came with these big metal shutters you could put up on the windows, and there's even screws and things like in the house that you can like undo and then put the shutters up one it's a pain in the butt to get them all out there up there and i completely wore myself up doing it but two it, if i'm if we're gonna have like a zombie apocalypse dude my house is ready like <laughs> so it's hurricane proof and zombie proof i would think so i mean there's that's big old solid. metal that's shingles good, that's some good advanced thought on design yeah so but we were safe we just lost power and as you guys know i put up uh, one of the vintage episodes one of the classic episodes where we talked about the marithic era for last week in order to at least get an episode up but we had to push back our patron chat and now we're able to do our patron chat with a house full of our patrons i'm going to read out everybody's name I'm just going to go through a list and then at the same time everyone say some form of hi or hello all at the same time so here we go we've got Rob the Princess Ben of Tamaria, Gigi Coco Falcon in a Box Bennett, Siege Bro and T-Rex welcome everybody oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that was amazing it gets better every time that um, was beautiful that was beautiful <laughs> so guys we are talking this week about well i think this is a really cool idea for a topic because usually we get kind of specific and nuanced and things but this one i think is going to get a lot of different reactions the question is why are you obsessed with the elder scrolls it seems so simple and yet as I was thinking about it for myself, there's some very specific reasons, and I don't know that everybody shares the same reasons that I have. I think we all probably have different perspectives on this. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Who would like to get started? Who wants to to, to just kind of chime in with what, with that, what we got? Rob, Rob the princess, ready to go. Rob? Yeah, I, I just want to go first because I might have to leave early. Yeah, so. no problem. No problem. Uh, I... Uh, I was talking to my therapist. No, I'm kidding. I can't afford a therapist. <laughs> I was talking, um, <laughs> talking to Shia Gorath. <laughs> Shia Gorath is my therapist. There On needs to be a I'm shirt so that obsessed. says that. Oh, my God. Shia is my... That's a good one. That's a good one. Free. You can make it. Yeah, I just need someone to do a really cool Shia Gorath design where he's like sitting like next to you laying down on a couch or something. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Like the guy who does Freud. all the amazing shirt designs. I need a guy who can design a shirt, says Tom. Sigmund Freud already kind of <laughs> well, looks like Shear Gorath. Yeah. So you could just like get an existing That's photo true. of him and just turn him into Shear Gorath. Oh my God. Put Sigmund Freud's face on a Shear Gorath like, like image from one of the games. Oh my God. That would what be if amazing. His face in a Shear Gorath outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For Freud face. Yeah. That yeah. could work. All right. So this is why you love Elder Scrolls. Yes, because <laughs> therapy. Um, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I just I always get obsessed with any kind of world of lore that I can grab onto. I was really into Star Wars. Then I was really into like Magic the Gathering, really into Kingdom Hearts, whatever it was. I moved to hyperfixations. It's kind of been parked here for the good last 10 years or so. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. there's just so much uh world building that has been done but also enough room to continue to world build on your own as a fan of the series and you can really imagine all of the fantasy that has already been kind of narrated for you in the games but then they've cultivated it in such a way that you can just kind of continue that fantasy and develop your own unique world very much embracing like the coda aspects of it sorry lotus uh. <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah like that concept of coda you know applying your own fiction onto the fiction and just really living into that world there's so many like amazing creatures i love the the races i i and whenever we talk about this stuff i always find a way to talk about like the, the less popular races like oh how do these centaurs live their lives how do the minotaurs live their lives what about the reach folk we don't talk about them enough i love looking at the those those people that don't really get a spotlight too much because that lets me shine my own spotlight on them and kind of create this own uh second fantasy within the fantasy it's just good I'm absolutely on board with this. Uh, obviously, we here at the Lorecast like lore, but beyond just the idea that like there's a lot of lore to cover, because there's a lot of things with a lot of lore to cover. But what you touch on here resonates with me a lot because it goes directly into what I was thinking about with the role playing aspect of the games, not only the games, but the nature of the world and the lore and all of those things. They really it is one of the one of the series where you are not hamstrung too too firmly into a specific character it's even though you can play something like skyrim and you're the dragonborn or whatever you can also just play skyrim and run around the world as whoever you, the, the heck you want to be because it's loose enough and the world is interesting enough and dynamic enough that it allows you to just kind of do that if you want to be a reachman you can pretend you're a reachman running around in skyrim you know Besides my very first playthrough where I did want to play the main storyline and get, kind of experience the game as it was designed, pretty much ever since then, I intentionally avoid the like the Helgen questline. Like once I get out of Helgen, I don't go talk to Alvor, whoever I need to talk to. I beeline to whatever I want my character to be for this. I'm like, oh, I want to be like a thief. I'm going to go to Riften and I just avoid the main storyline. I'm not the Dragonborn because I haven't been discovered to be the dragonborn yet i am whoever i want this character to be and to uh do a separate subject i play D, &D a lot i love dungeons and dragons i probably make more characters than i play characters with dungeons and dragons and like this uh, elder scroll series lets me kind of uh 
have that same hyperfixation of like creating these characters in these worlds and designing how they look, designing what powers they're going to have, what specialties they're going to do, what choices they're going to make in the world, what kind of person they are, where they came from. And I love making the characters and role playing the characters and trying to figure out how they're going to fit in this world. And you can just do so many different options with the way they've designed these games. It's like that sandbox setup is just perfect for it. Well, yeah. not triggering the dragons in Skyrim gives you a very different experience. Even if you just do like a vanilla playthrough, not having the Dragonborn questline be the focus where you never go into that. The game feels really different, not getting jumped by dragons like and stuff like that. It becomes a lot more grounded. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then if you think about some of the other games, too, there's uh, like Oblivion. There's kind of this point where you start taking on this more important role and you follow the main quest line but you don't have to right it's it's like you, you just kind of you don't have to i feel like some other games and, and fallout 4 got dinged for this a bit they're like they were like oh you're too much of a voice protagonist it makes it very hard to role play in this world if you're a voice protagonist um, but i think games like cyberpunk have the similarity there where you're a voice protagonist you're very much v in this cyberpunk world and it limits a bit of the way that you can role play you, you have to kind of brute force the role play rather than naturally role playing because the game just allows it and that's something that's so beautiful about these games is that they really do just kind of let you be if you want to take that route so let's open this up because i have a feeling some of you guys probably agree a lot about this point like does anybody feel like this is absolutely the one of the reasons why i'm obsessed with with these games and oh then, yeah yeah ben you want to you want to tack yeah. on to this like how do you how do how does this mesh with your perspective and what you wanted to share so not only do i get like really deep into the lore of things when i play literally anything but i and and deep diving into like the role playing aspects it, it to me like it also helps with it being like a true fantasy setting like D D is just like how rob was saying how D D, it's a true actual one of the few games that you can make your own character besides being like an actual D D game to where you can actually live in the world and be yourself and not be like you said a voice protagonist Right. And right. or have a set path that you specifically have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Even ESO does it pretty well. You're the vestige, but that's kind of just a title. And if you don't do certain mm -hmm. things in the game and you play whatever quests you want to go do and just kind of go around the world, you can kind of put that to the side pretty easily. Do you find that to right. be the case? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rob knows I and, you know, I play a bunch of Elder Scrolls, ESO and everything. And not enough. Not enough. I know I'm getting, I need to get back more into it. I, I agree. Um, but like, yeah, like I just go off and do my own stuff. I do the story quests of each expansion, but like I mainly kind of like go back to do radiant quests with the dark brotherhood and try to get all those motifs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else on top of this for you, Ben, that like it's, it's also with how it being a not only a medieval fantasy setting, it's also dark fantasy. And that's what really gets me. I really like anything dark fantasy wise. You know, my name alone, I'm a huge Witcher fan, as you know. Uh, I just love like the dark and gritty stuff when it comes to that. It's it's not the norm. Mm 
yeah like it, of fantasy it, it's also very dynamic depending on which culture you're talking about and where you're going mm-hmm. some places are a lot more dark fantasy some places like uh, Morrowind are just sort of like wacky like it feels like an alien planet right but then you go to a place like Somerset and it feels very much high fantasy with like the big towers and the and the high right. elves and all of that right mm-hmm. and with with Elder Scrolls depending on what game you're playing or if you're playing ESO depending on what area you're in it's a, it feels a completely different environment completely different game in general because of each style of each race and or what region you're in or even the stories being told like sometimes yeah, the stories the story experience what, say, say that again rob i said the flavor of racism that you're going to experience <laughs> yeah right 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 well sometimes it's really dark yeah sometimes it's really dark Hi, stuff else. like yeah. uh you know enslaving the the khajiit or the argonians and maybe eating them you know but then sometimes it's like you know it's it's like in court politics like high aisles and, and the stuff that we went through recently with that yeah, or you, you know the gray quarter where it's like oh okay so now the oppressors are the oppressees in this one and it's like yeah it's it definitely mixes up from from game to game, region to region. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of diversity there. So, all right. So, Rob and Ben, big on the lore aspect, big on the role playing aspect, and how those two things kind of mesh together. I, I like that combination. That sounds awesome. Anybody else feel like yes, this is, that is absolutely the reason I, I love these games. Bennett, Bennett's raising his hand. Yeah, so I'm going to piggyback off that. Um, the role playing aspect and just like how vast the lore is, it helps you. Um, and kind of tying back to Rob's original therapy thing. Like when I'm playing Elder Scrolls, I feel like I'm kind of escaping from my everyday life, which I love my everyday life. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's a little plain, but you know, when I'm running through Tamriel, like I'm having fun, right? I'm doing something different. I'm fighting dragons, right? So it's just a good escape for me. Yeah. You know what? Uh, this is one of those things I realized as a teenager when I realized that I, well, when I first became obsessed with like the Lord of the Rings, right? This is before Elder Scrolls was really a thing or before I was aware of it and I w- I'm very big in the Lord of the Rings and there was a part of me I realized that like yearned to live in that world like wouldn't it be so cool to live in this fantasy setting this fantasy world but then there's another part of me that like one day thought about it and I was like that's terrifying <laughs> like there's a lot of terrible things that happen in that world that's a very dangerous place I probably wouldn't last very long there but yet th- th- just the, the the feeling of it being so different from our everyday lives I get I totally get what you're saying it's an appeal even even if it's dangerous and terrible Lotus and I joke about this all the time like the lives of the people in Tamriel are horrible most oh, yeah, of them no, totally die sucks. violent terrible deaths like but yet yeah. it's still different enough from what we experience here and exciting and adventurous and interesting, you know? So I, I, I totally get where you're going with that, Bennett. So yeah, anything else you want to add on top of that one? Um, I remember when I first realized I was kind of obsessed with it. It was like my first playthrough. I was going to say this, like start my point, but I was piggybacking off of it. Sure. I got the game like when it came out. I was in middle school at the time. So, so you're talking about Skyrim? Just a, yeah, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Skyrim. I'm just a little bit younger than you, Tom. So Just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. A couple months. And yeah. I remember I got the game and I started playing it and I just like couldn't stop. It was like Christmas break. I got it for Christmas. So I just played it for like 15 hours straight. Like didn't sleep or anything. Oh, that's and amazing. was connected to my light switch. And my brother like walked in and I turned auto saving off because I just wasn't thinking about it. So it was my first playthrough. I've grinded for like 14 hours, just have not stopped. My brother walks in and just like turns the light switch off. 
I just lost it. Like I was like fighting him. And then I was like, wow, I might have a problem. I don't <laughs> I've never played a game like that before. Also don't plug your consoles into your light switch. Your switch. I was like 11. I know. Right. <laughs> Yikes. It was the only free plug. So. Oh that, my gosh. That story sort of hurts my heart. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, we're Dude. dropping the Fs in the chat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I it's can't okay. imagine I was figuring out how to play at the time. And then after that, I was like, oh, well, I can just level up really fast if I spam my muffle spell. So <laughs> if I build yeah. a bunch of daggers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I just yeah, like in, in oblivion, it was like, just keep jumping. <laughs> yeah, just jump everywhere and keep walking. Right. Yep. 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 Oh, man. I bet everybody has some some kind of story like that. But uh, OK, so. I totally get where you're going, Bennett. Who else wants to chime in? Who else has some thoughts or would like to go next, even if you have something different? Falcon. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I guess I'll go, go with another story. So I got my first Elder Scrolls when I was 11. It was Skyrim. Um, I got it by doing, doing, doing yard work for my dad. Awesome. Um, awesome. He thought I was talking about Skylanders. Um, <laughs> very different basically, basically the same yeah. thing I mean, it's pretty much the same thing mom, mom is the one who took me to the store I got Skyrim even the like uh, cashier brought up you know this game's rated M um, uh-huh. got home dad saw what the game actually was and was pissed <laughs> yeah. oh no he, he had no idea that's what I was getting but he said that's the game he agreed to, so he let me keep it. Um, Good job, Dad. Yeah, I was gonna say that's 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 solid. Props that's to solid. your dad. What, um, just out of curiosity, before you go on though, like, yeah. did he think Skylanders required an ID? <laughs> like, well, he's not he's not the one who took me. It's my mom. It's my mom who took me. Okay, because I was like, so I she feel was like, like the ID outside check. of the deal. Gotcha. Because like it was like, oh, can I make sure you're 18? Wow, the Skylanders game's pretty violent. <laughs> <laughs> um alcohol use violence oh, wow. yeah <laughs> innuendos what are these dragons doing <laughs> spire really turned <laughs> a lot of, yeah. these cartoon dragons are a little bit racier than i expected <laughs> all right sorry sorry go on um, but then like why i'm obsessed with the games um that's how i got into just bethesda in general was getting skyrim that time um why I'm obsessed with them is yeah, the lore. It's not just the big stuff. Like obviously like all the wind data third, that stuff's cool. I like, I like the small stuff you can explore. Like when I first like joined the like discord, I made a massive post about auger of Dunlane. Um, love that character. Don't know why I'm just kind of obsessed with him. Um, <laughs> it's just, not many games outside of Bethesda give me that sense of like wonder wanting to explore all the little stuff. Like I've played like CD project red games and I, I can mainline them, but they don't give me any interest to go farther outside of the mainline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's but, an interesting thing. This is something I've thought about too. There are a lot of other fantasy RPGs in the world. They get released all the time. And they have similarities and differences across the board. Many of them are inspired by many of the games that we play. All of them can you can look back and say in some way they were inspired by D and D. And yet the Elder Scrolls games are different. 
there's something fundamentally different about them. And maybe it's a maybe it's the love from the creators. Maybe it's the the nuance. Maybe it's the freedom that the devs had in in development. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of these things. But yeah, I get totally what you're saying, Falcon. There's that there's that something else that makes all of it just that much more interesting than the average game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also I like like the role pl- playing. Like I love playing like Elder Scrolls and Fallout and being an awful person. <laughs> right. It's fun because you can't you can't be that in real life. I don't want to in real life, but even if you want to, you can't be this basically God who is just out to ruin people's life. Mm-hmm. And something about that's fun. Yeah. A lot of people have a hard time doing that even in those games though. Like they, they just oh, yeah. have a hard time. Like they're like, Oh, I'm going to do an evil build. And then they get like an hour or two into it and they're like, Oh, this just feels bad. It feels wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my college yeah. roommate had that problem. He, he was just like, dude, you're a monster. I was like, no, I just want <laughs> this item. So it's mine. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I feel bad watching you do this. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I was like, whatever. These are my things. Only games I can't be awful in is the the Walking Dead games. I can't I can't be mean to Clementine. Oh well, yeah, okay. Well, I, 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 I can't be. I, yeah. I've seen people do like evil playthroughs of that, and I. Oh, oh my uh, god! Can't, can't, I don't know can't about do that. that in the Walking Dead, but no. no. To, to bounce back to what games. you were saying about like what sets it apart, I feel like, in my opinion, what sets it apart was that and back in Elder Scrolls One when they first kicked it off. They went big. They already started with a full world and had all of this deep, expansive lore for every culture right off the bat. It got more expen- extensive as it went on. But like, I think that's really what set it apart is they had all these vast, different cultures and fully built out world just right off the, the, the buck. It was just immediately. And I feel like that really put them astride instead of having like this one culture and all this yeah. one world and instead it was like just a huge start i feel like that really set them off yeah and it, it very thoroughly got adjusted and changed over the years but mm-hmm. but it was yeah. I, I think you're right it kind of set the pace for it it was a good mm-hmm. foundation to get you, you know if your foundation is that strong anything you build onto it is just going to have like such a, a better start than if you're trying to come up with the background on the fly while currently writing it's like well no we just fit it into what's already there and it expand feels, upon that it feels weird calling arena the like a great foundation but it is like it's just like like yeah you know, when, i want to play that game again when, so, no absolutely not <laughs> yeah, when arena came out in the in like the early to mid 90s uh, i was playing games like might and magic I don't know if you guys yes. know much about Might and Magic because Might and Magic is I, I, if they didn't die out, I feel like they would be the Elder Scrolls. Right, and like died out, and yet that series didn't take off. That series did not go, and for and for a while there, you were you were up, it was more Dungeons and Dragons asking that you had a party of characters and you adventure around the world, and they had this really what seemed like for you know kid me thought out world with a bunch of lore and those kinds of things and then you ended up with these spin-off games and stuff like that but it just it just didn't take whereas the elder Scrolls stuff and and i think it all comes down to morrowind being a success and then oblivion yeah. being a bigger success and then skyrim being a huge success mm-hmm. and then now elder scrolls online but up up until that point things were kind of like they're just going game by game maybe we can get another one out you know um yeah. but there's but i think maybe you're right maybe there's something in in the core of it in that seed 
at the beginning that was different enough and it didn't just feel like rehashed Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. I agree with your point on Morrowind, but like on that same point, there's no way Morrowind would have ever happened if Arena wasn't done the way it was done specifically. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally up. agreeing with you on that. Yeah. yeah. Arena walks so Morrowind could run. Right. That's, right. That's the best way to do it. Plus, I think we like with Bethesda themselves in general, like their writing team had everything fully fleshed at the get go when they made Arena, I feel like. At the time, obviously, I I mean, during development, they would have been writing everything out as we get now. Like they have a full department in Bethesda specifically with the lore and the stories. Oh, absolutely. Which is Bethesda has a literal position on their like payroll called lore master as a literal title is like wait that's real like i could put that on a resume if you, if you fly on that wall right it's like what what a wild title to have in a cut like i want somebody to have that on their resume when they go somewhere else it's like oh what was your previous point oh i was a lore master it's like <laughs> what i would put that on my resume <laughs> that'd be the top one right just actually it'd be my whole resume just your whole resume lore master yep, lore master well guys i hate to interrupt i'm gonna head out thank you guys for having me yeah rob and thanks for being here have a good rest yeah, of your night really. i'm glad you uh, i'm glad you made rob. it mind if i give my shout outs real quick yeah go for yeah. it yeah please check out sky oblivion i'm a dev on the team we always need to help if you can uh, volunteer check out my twitter rob the princess uh come play eso with me i'm a guild officer for tom's guild of the lore casters so we try to run events all the time please come check us out and thank you again bye guys Bye, Rob. See you later. Actually, that's a really good break to do the patron shout outs and take our mid break. And so why don't we do that? And then we'll get back to it with some of the people who haven't chimed in yet. So don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a Morak Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to shout out our patrons and say thank you so much for supporting. And to, to all of you guys, thank you for being here. Hi, hi patrons. <laughs> hi, hi, patrons. And these are just some of our patrons because we have a whole bunch of others. And now that I've gone two weeks without doing one of these, we've got a bunch of people to shout out. So here, we'll get through this pretty quick. We've got Jonathan W., Dylan A., and uh, James F., and Ned L., Jake E., Harris E., and that's it. Those are the new. Those are the new ones. Somebody else suggested their their numbers, <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, this other person changed how much they're they're pledging." But thank you to all of you guys for the support. Um, if you are interested in checking out all the different tiers and what you can get, then head over to Patreon.com/slash/Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And an especially big shout out, big thanks to our Daedric princes, Dylan A, Kira C and noodle al dente thank you so much and man 104 people support the show that's amazing you guys are awesome um also we have what well, i think it's two three new three new reviews that came in i'll read through them real quick this one is from dill pickle 004 in the u.s who writes this podcast made me get back into the elder scrolls i stopped playing after a while uh to being burned out but the way lotus and tom dive so deep into the lore made me want to get back in just so i could find and read all the lore books in skyrim and then learn it all myself thank you guys for bringing the love of the elder scrolls back to fruition for me (laughs) you're welcome dill pickle and thank you for supporting the show as well um also we have one from a canadian friend dill pickles from the u.s our canadian friend is mercurio 1978 who simply wrote Love this show. Five stars. Great lore podcast with fun and very knowledgeable guests. That would be you guys. You guys are fun and very, very knowledgeable. So thanks for being here. Uh, thank you so much, Mercurio. And then we have Gage Kooky from the United States who writes, Great show, five stars. Every Monday I go into work and check this podcast to see about any new uploads. Rarely am I ever disappointed, smiley face. Always am enjoying every episode of Lore. Also love listening to the game shows too. Love the robots and Lotus combo. You guys bounce off each other. Great. Anyways, thank you for being there when I start my work week with TES Lore and your Fallout Lorecast. Much love to Robots and Lotus. Thanks for doing what you guys do. Awesome. Thank you, Gage. And uh, thank you for anybody taking the time to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and a rating. And if you do that with words for the review, we'll read it out on a future episode. Also, if you leave a reading on Spotify, that helps as well. Both of those things are super helpful for making sure this show gets out there for everyone. But uh, that's what we got for the mid-break. Thank you guys for your support again. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, here we are. We're back. And who would like to chime in next? We've got a few of you guys who haven't chimed in yet. What makes you so crazy about about them Elder Scrolls? Yo, anybody want to go? 
T-Rex is cracking up. Oh, Gigi, Gigi, you want to start? Sure. Um, I, I think Rob had mentioned cultures earlier, and I definitely really enjoy the amount of cultures and how they do explore like the non-playable races and their cultures. So there isn't like anything in Elder Scrolls that isn't a culture you can explore and look into. And I also really enjoy how the world is built up around that unreliable narrator. So it does give it that really open-ended feel. You can form your own opinions. You can believe certain people are the bad guys or the good guys because there's all this moral ambiguity around the cultures and how they're formed and i just think that makes it really fun to like make characters to exist in the world and to go explore all these cultures and it's just wonderful yeah so do you have like a favorite like kind of side lesser known culture or, or ones that you find particularly interesting um i think i guess the Reachmen are kind of fun. Um, I just enjoy the way they worship the Daedra because you wouldn't think the Daedra are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely, the way they worship them, it kind of gives you a different like feel for them. And it's more about like going through trials and um, kind of in tune with more of nature. And it just gives a different light to the Daedra, I think. So. It, it's a rougher way of life. They have kind of this yes. more gritty, rough world view, which makes sense with them being a little bit more in line with some of the Daedra than, say, like somebody from the Empire or, you know, one of the common Nords. Um, I totally get that. I know Rob would agree with you on, on the Reachmen. Um, there's also these cultures like in, in uh, like the Druids of High Isle who are also in a similar way, very oh, yeah. much more connected to nature and, and that kind of side of things. Yeah, um, they've been filling in the uh, the whole Druids of Galen thing quite a bit. And there's going to be more with the fourth quarter DLC coming to ESO, which is very cool because that's just, you know, we had mentioned it, to Ben's point of it, like kind of having like a pretty defined structure, even if they haven't gotten to it for quite a while, because if you actually choose Bretons in high rock from arena, it refers to them as like the Druids of Galen, which we then have not heard anything about for 27 years. (laughs) And now they're like, surprise, it's Druids of Galen time. It's like, wow, that is a, wow. That's a very long burn. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the cultures are, are cool. Do you have a, like a, a favorite like mainline race culture? Like who's your go-to? Or do you just like exploring all of them? Um, I kind of like all of them. Elder Scrolls Online really gave me a new insight to Argonians, mm-hmm. which I would never like have gone for before, but I enjoy their embracing of change. And they just kind of, I never thought I would be in line with Sithis and worshiping Sithis, but I kind of like how the Argonians, Argonians go about it. So that's fun. Yeah, their just own justification. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just see her smiling evilly down in the bottom corner on the live stream. Uh-huh. Sorry, uh-huh. I can't help it. <laughs> Sith, did you mention Sithis, my dread lord? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um so how do you feel about the just real quick side note now that we're talking Oregonians in their culture how do you feel about the whole hist thing um because it's, it's so unique uh, right like yes intelligent trees uh, yeah i guess i don't know how i feel about it um i think it's a fun kind of 
side information bit. Um, I haven't delved in it too, too much. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot we don't know. Like they seem to be ancient and maybe even from beyond the beginning of this cycle of the world. Like there's there's that side of it. They're very much connected to the Argonians and growing the Argonians. And they seem to be able to communicate with them at distances. Like there's a lot of this weird, mysterious stuff going on with all of that. And yet the Argonians seems like such a cool race like they they seem like downtrodden because all the other races kind of look down on them but they're they're very like capable and yet they're still tied to these histories that we don't we know so little about it's such a cool you again unique part of this like world of lore and culture and and all of that like i i can't think of a really strong synonymous group from another i'm sure somebody can be like oh what about this from whatever but nothing really comes to mind for me on that History is a creepy AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So, uh, Siege Bro or T Rex, we should move on to one of you guys. Do you guys jive with what Gigi's saying, or do you have a different perspective? Who wants to go next? Siege Bro, are you holding out to the end? Because I think maybe maybe you're going to throw something against I, or through I, a wall I, again. I, I, no, no, no. I, I, I won't. I won't perform <laughs> great feats of violence until <laughs> Talos's name again. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, you know, just to say my piece. Sure. Um, so just to give a little background growing up, I had two games that I played. It was star Wars battlefront two. And, uh, I had Mario and Luigi super saga on game boy. Uh So the first game, like real game that I played in terms of RPG relevance was, uh, Knights of the old Republic. Yeah. Solid start. I hate hated that you didn't like it at all well uh, i couldn't appreciate the story because i was around 11 or so and i just really didn't like the gameplay because i was saying why you know in my childlike mind i was like why can't i just go over there and hit him with my lightsaber right why does everybody gotta take turns why does everybody stop fighting yeah (laughs) right so then i got a little bit older first real game that i played through competently was dark souls Oh, and I felt I fell in love with that franchise. I loved it. It challenged me just the right way. But I had one complaint about it. Why is it every time I play one of these games, I can't just see the world in its peak? You know, like what the, the world feels so empty. Everything, you know, is attacking me. I would love if I could just see a peaceful version of this world. And then I got Skyrim and that was one of the most fun experiences I ever had just right off the bat. Everything was engaging. I could go anywhere between just fighting people in a cave for bear pelts, Mm -hmm. or I could, you know, go haggle at the market. Everything about it was just sublime in terms of the, the gameplay I was looking for. Yeah, because it's populated with what feel like real people walking around doing real things. And if you're walking down one of the roads, you're just as likely to run across some bandits or a dragon or just some dude (laughs) going from one place to another place because it feels like a real world where people just kind of live there. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is pretty magical. I think you're right about that. I think I, I think to your point. Like there are games that do that. Like if you look at other RPGs and there are games with like other people walking around. But yeah. when it comes to this like kind of more dark fantasy 
kind of focus. You're right. Everything feels like post-apocalyptic almost. And, and, and that is why I brought up the KOTOR. Like, it was a great story, but Skyrim does a lot of the gameplay and RPG mechanics just so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's a and, very and, different and kind of game. Through that, it sold me on the rest of the series. I, I started reading into the lore. You know, I, I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. What do you guys think about this one? Do you how do you feel about the the worlds and and do you feel like that's part of it as well? Does anybody want to add on top of that? I'm getting some nods for our listening audience. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah 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 Falcon. Well, it yeah it feels alive. Like you'll just be walk walking in Skyrim. There's a farmer walking to go enlist in the Imperial Army. I don't. You know, I don't know. It it feels more alive than like a cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, there it's more populated, but it doesn't feel like you have those living people in it. You also get a sense of like who that farmer is. It's a farmer. <laughs> yeah. He's traveling from this city to this other city. Like, there's a little bit of dialogue that happens. You get a sense that like he's a real person who has a real mission. Uh, when you cross the street in cyberpunk and you run across just guy walking with his way too short shorts on um then you, he's just a dude who has bad fashion sense that's all you know about him right <laughs> like you don't know like uh, and he doesn't actually have anything else to do he's a random npc that was spawned in right at that moment as you got close to that intersection whereas you, the farmer dude is a random npc who got spawned in but he's one of a number of potential npcs that actually have a real purpose and they have they feel like they already lived in that world like he would have been down that road doing his thing whether you were there or not and i know that's an illusion because it's a video game but you're right it, it kind of it just makes it feel more real yeah yeah the um since since this is I enjoy this episode, like these episodes, because generally you and I don't need to talk that much, um, except chime in, <laughs> Tom. Um, but, you know, to to that point, like that I've said before on, you know, other podcasts and stuff like that, where it's it's having this setting and like this world that I can just like, basically, it's like, here is a world where you you kind of have like a set of rules to an extent but just do what you want here that has always been like oh this is a really neat world that i can just literally run amok in if i feel like and that got me hooked because i had never played anything like this uh until i played my friend's copy of morrowind when i was like what's this weird thing and he was like you probably won't like it and i was like well can I shoot stuff? And he was like, no. And he's like, it doesn't involve footballs or anything like that. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. And I, in inside Neen, because Morrowind was my first game, I I killed the first person that I was like, I want this person's house. And he's like, well, then just take it. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, you can literally do whatever you want. I told you, it's just kind of weird. So this I, is your villain origin story. Yeah, no, it's my villain origin story because yeah. I was like, all right, so I killed the person. So I, I can just house. kill people and take their stuff. I yeah, never, well, I never thought point, about that. <laughs> I was like, wait, so does the stuff like despawn? He's like, no, dude, I'm telling you, you can just do whatever you want. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so I just started stealing everybody's like skooma and sujama and I just filled up the house and I'm like, dude, you can just place it on shelves and it just stays here. Like I can leave and it doesn't go away. And he's like, 
yeah. I was like, fantastic. This is my life's work. I'm just going to turn this into like a drug den. And that was how I started Morrowind for like, I don't know, 40 <laughs> hours or something. And Lotus <laughs> says that he has a full-time job, but I think he's still just filling that house full of school. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> look, if my Xbox still turned on the OG one, I probably would still keep that save file. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, uh, we we got to move on because we're getting close to the end of the, end of the show and we've got T-Rex still to chime in. Yes. T-Rex, share your love of Sithis. Is that why you're obsessed with Elder Scrolls? No. So I, I started out actually with Oblivion and... I want to say my dad bought it when I was in like late elementary school. So like maybe fifth or sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And then I had the same experience with my daughter, by the way, because I was playing it and she was like late elementary school. And I've told this story before, but she came, she came by the computer one day as I was playing and she was like, supposed to be going to bed or something. Right. And I was like waiting (laughs) till she was in bed and I paused the screen and there's my cat my Khajiit in like ninja outfit right and she's like oh what's this what is this who's this cat guy I was like oh that's my ninja kitty and she was like what like it became like immediately she was like oh my god this must be the best game ever you can be a cat and a ninja at the same time and I was like yeah okay one of these days I'll show you yeah so go ahead with your story my dad like i came home from school and my dad's just like hey look at this game that i bought and i was like oh okay (laughs) and i tried it i tried it the zombies kind of freaked me out at first you know when you're in the sewers and you're like trying to get out so i didn't get very far the first time but Mm -hmm. you know the next time i played it i got a little farther and farther um so but i didn't actually complete the game like the main quest until like years later um but then my dad bought skyrim and that's when i kind of really like dove deep and i don't know aside from world of warcraft (laughs) this is the only like fantasy game that i have actually like deep dove into mm-hmm. and like stuck with and and i just i love everything about it i love the lore i love the fact that you can do whatever you want um like a lot of other people were saying the the cultures are amazing like just i literally love every aspect of of this series of games and i cannot wait until elder scroll six <laughs> <laughs> so your answer it's is like driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> your answer is all the things i love all, yeah, all the yep, things all the things <laughs> and so i going back to the sithis thing like my love for sithis and nocturnal didn't even really show up until skyrim because i didn't even know about that stuff when i was playing oblivion Mm -hmm. like i didn't get that far into it like i said until years later but i think by the time it was it had only been a couple years and skyrim came out and then my dad bought it for playstation 3 Oof, that's unfortunate yeah, and maybe. so that's kind of 
I say that's my true start mm-hmm. um, in the franchise. And then when the PS4 came out, I got, I bought myself one and well, not when it came out, but like a few years later, but when ESO came out, that's when I bought a PS4 and that's specifically what I bought it for. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I love, I love stories where like kids, like spending time with your kids or spending time with your parents playing games is, is not time wasted. I had a conversation. We, uh, we had to get together with a bunch of other families that live in our neighborhood a few weeks back. And, um, one of them, like I, they found out like, oh, you do podcasts. What about video games? Oh, that's cool. And a lot of these other families nearby us have very young children. And one of the dads was like, you know, I really like to get back into games again. But I, I don't know. I used to play a bunch in college. But I don't know if my wife would be into it. But maybe maybe I can justify it if I play with the kids, <laughs> you know, like this kind of conversation. And I was like, no, you absolutely like not can i justify it because i'll play with my kids you absolutely should buy something a console or whatever and then get games you can play with your kids because that's a bonding thing and your kids will remember it for the rest of their lives it will create moments between you guys you'll have opportunities to teach them things through the stories and through the things that are going on and then it's something that you guys can enjoy doing together for the rest of your freaking lives you know like oh, yeah and like ga- video games have been a, a part of my life literally since the day i was born because my dad all about video games like when i was growing up we had literally all of the playstations from ps1 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we ps1 and on we had one and i mean i would play what was it like Put put. I don't know if you guys remember that putt, game. Putt. <laughs> it's a funny um, little cartoon guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, little yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. And then okay, yeah. there I would play Road Rash. Um there was uh oh god with the clown truck. <laughs> oh with metal. Twisted metal, yeah, yeah. Twisted metal. I would play that. Like I all of it. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, like all of these games were like a part of my life. And then, but it was, they weren't games that I could like really dive into. And, and I mean, Elder Scrolls is just going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. is what made me a nerd. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Like these are, these are definitely things that, that are worth bonding with, with your parents or with your kids. And I've tried doing both as you've seen me play Skyrim with my mom. So <laughs> yeah. it's very much a thing. Um, but man, that, you guys have ch- so much cool stuff. Anybody else want to chime in before we wrap this up? Um, Falcon, I know you're unmuted. Do you have something you want to say? Yeah. It's the video games with parents. That's why I have just an obsession with video games is my dad showing me games through Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Just me. That, that's like one of my like, like early best memories is sitting down and playing that with him for as long as he'll sit down with a four-year-old to play games. Right. And at four years old, you just bounce <laughs> off the walls back and forth. Yeah. But it's not, still fun. Not, not actually playing the game, but it's fun. Right. Right. Or here, hold the controller. You get this controller. Yeah, I get this controller. Like and you don't know you're not playing for, for a while until you get old enough to realize that my buttons aren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, for the, and I know a number of people have chimed in and said things like, man, it's so great that you get to do this with your mom or get to do this with your kids. Um, I wish my parents would have done this with me. And, you know, for people who haven't had that opportunity, I'm sorry, like maybe maybe you'll still get that opportunity, maybe not. Um, but if you do have kids or plan to have kids in the future, it's don't wait. Don't wait. Play games with your kids. I mean, well, I seems like it's becoming so much more normalized now that it's just like yeah video games used to be like i used to always joke that it was like oh yeah it's my nerd nerd hobby and now Mm -hmm. i say that and people are just like who the hell doesn't play video games i'm like yeah i guess it's not really that nerdy anymore (laughs) it's just kind of like because nerd culture became like such a a normalized thing between comic books like the nerds won yeah, they, I was we won. Say, the, ner- the, ner- the nerds won, so now it's not nerdy. Now it's like weird if you're not into any type of nerd thing. It's like you don't like video games or anime or comic books or it, it's like you're going to have something. Yeah, like- if, if the nerds didn't win, then Amazon wouldn't have spent a billion dollars on a Lord of the Rings TV show. I mean, listen, I turned my husband into a nerd. <laughs> like I got him playing Skyrim. I got him into anime. I like he like he used to be the typical jock from because he was from small town, small town in Idaho. He used to be the typical jock. And now he's like completely like 180. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. One of us. Yes. All I will say is being a nerd in video games is my day and night job. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been an awesome conversation as usual. And um, I say this every time, but it's this is the height of my my month. And I'm sorry we had to push it back a week, but I'm glad we, this worked out. Uh, let's go back through. And if you have anything that you want to shout out, any projects that you want to share with other people, ways that they can check out what you're doing, or just ways they can get a hold of you, then feel free to, to share. Uh, let's start with Ben. Ben, I know you. I know you got some stuff. I got a lot of stuff. You know, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Benetameria, but you can also find me. And I am one of the hosts for Holocron Histories, where we go in the deep dive of the canon and the uh, legends of Star Wars and go over the differences. And then I just recently started a new show called the Wizarding World Lorecast, to where we go into a deep dive in the Harry Potter universe and all the lore into that. And you can find both those shows on Twitter, Twitch, um, and on the Robots Radio Discord. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, go check out those shows. There's links on robotsradio.net if ever you want to, if ever you hear somebody say something on one of these shows and you're like, wait a minute, where would I find that? It, robotsradio.net has links to all the different shows. Uh, so thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Gigi, you got anything going on you want to share? Um. I have like no online presence, um, but I do play Elder Scrolls online a lot on PC. Uh, I'm at GG Coco on there. Uh, I do take part in the Lorecaster Guild events, so those are super fun. Highly recommend joining if you can. Um, but that's that's about it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, Falcon, you're next. You got anything cool going on? Um. Still working on that game I've brought up before, really more of a playable novel. I'm a decent programmer, but a much better writer. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, it, it's 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 coming along. It's it's mostly like I said, just story. There's some stuff that is playable, but that will come in the upcoming months. Actual stuff to do. 
Yeah, well, keep um, us posted because I'm sure as it gets closer, you'll be closer yeah. to making it available for everybody. Um, if people wanted to reach out, how can they reach out? I am Falcon with a box on or Falcon with a box if on is too long um, <laughs> on pretty much everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and good luck with your project. That sounds awesome. Thanks for having me. Bennett, what do you got going on? Yeah, so nothing too much going on. Um, if you want to reach me, you can ping me on the Discord. Uh, it's BeFree1240 is like my handle on that. Other than that, I try and enjoy your streams as much as I can. So if anyone ever joins that, we can chat there. It's a great time every single time you stream. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I haven't been able to do so much this last week because of the whole power and hurricane situation. But I plan to be back tomorrow. So well, I'll probably we'll join. Might awesome. have to leave for a meeting or two, but I'll... I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the way of your work. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here. And then we've got Siege Bro. You got anything going on, Siege Bro? You know, usual. Same as Gigi. No online presence. Nothing like that. However, I will point out that uh, in one of our previous shows, I said Happy Vengeance Day far too early. <laughs> well, we, we agreed that the online event took place on September 13th. So, Happy past Vengeance Day. <laughs> All right. Happy past Vengeance Day. Awesome. And T-Rex. Hello. Yes. Uh, I am on Twitter, T-Rex. Uh, there's some numbers in there. I don't really remember what they are right now. Um, and I'm in the Discord. I am going to get back into ESO um, once the... Uh, DLC comes out. I'm currently playing a lot of Wrath of the Lich King Classic because <laughs> oh, uh, you know it's it just came out. So, <laughs> um, and last but not least, I have an interview tomorrow. Um, probably while you'll be streaming, I'm going to be interviewing for a forensic investigator position. Wow! Sweet. Good luck. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Awesome yep. stuff. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, the, the, man, Lotus, can you, I can't wait for the new content for ESO. I always love the new can, stuff, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited for the new stuff. Um, also, uh, to anybody who doesn't know, uh, there's an event going on where if you, well, it would be nice if you help, but <laughs> if you want to just mooch, that's also possible. Um, <clears throat> but if you get the six striking locales found on the map in the High Isle uh, region, it's calculating all the players that have found it. And it's a big community thing where the idea is to get this progress bar to reach 100%. And if you do reach 100% and have logged in at some point during the event, you get a big old pile of stuff that they give out. Um, the main thing that I'm excited about is since I don't usually play with ESO plus I buy each of the expansions. Um, one of the rewards is they're giving the next dlc away if we can hit 100 percent, and i think the uesp i mean uh well i mean i guess the uesp we keep track of everything too but um the actual site said i think they're at 92 percent, and there's like so a close. week left so it's like okay like yeah it ends the 11th yeah i think it's the 11th, the 11th? i guess I, i'll log on and help yeah I uh, i'm logging in right now yeah just make sure you have the six locations <laughs> that's that's helpful um and again if 
if you just want to be a mooch, just log in and then you at least get credit for getting it once we hit 100%. So, like, that's the stipulation is just make sure you've logged in sometime before the event ends and you're granted it. Um, it's just like a free drop in the crown store. It just clicks on your account and then when it gets released, you get it. So, I like getting free stuff. Um, and I always joke, I'm not a cosmetics person. I just like stuff to do. So, the only thing that I buy is real sweet when I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for that reminder. Yeah, get on that. Yep. Get yep. some get some Still free got stuff. time. So make sure to get in there and get that. I'm very excited to see how the season ends. Uh for I, I, so far this is my favorite chapter um or year mm-hmm. of storyline stuff. So I'm very curious to see how it actually ends. Nice. Nice. You got anything else going on you want to share before we head out? Um no, just Tales of Tamriel. We really, we we're in like a weird there's no real way to phrase it it's a weird cadence we keep trying to find a time that works for a regular schedule and yeah apologies to everybody who likes to join for the live show we're doing our best to keep some type of normal schedule but it is nightmarishly difficult um so more so um check out the recorded versions of tales of tamriel because those at least come out at a reasonable time unlike the live show there you go there you go well most people listen to the recorded versions anyway it's like 96 percent of the audience yeah yeah it's (laughs) that's how it goes with all this stuff yeah Yeah, it's 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 funny people people will like check out like our youtube channel and they'll look at like how many views the youtube video gets or how many show up people show up for the live streams and they're like wow your show really should have more listeners (laughs) i'm like like you have no idea how many people listen to this on audio it, it is funny like it's it's very weird and like for a while over at tales like we had consistently been running at the same time so so many people were like oh we can actually catch the live show so it looked like way more like legitimate and now that we're like okay so we're recording on friday at 1 a.m yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's like a third of the people are like oh there's usually more people it's like well how many people are asleep at it's also friday at 1 a.m yeah yeah absolutely yeah well good luck with that i hope you're able to still get some episodes out and keep that going Um, i'll make do all right cool cool and all my stuff's robotsradio.net you guys know where to find it and i'm also doing some giveaways this month the month of october doing some giveaways bethesda is celebrating 25 years of fallout and i've got some gift cards for the bethesda store and some other items i will be giving them away during my game streams so you're still welcome to come hang out during the podcast streams but this is specifically during the game streams and i'm just going to pick some random times over the next month while i'm streaming in order to say like oh you guys are all here anybody want to give away and i'm just going to pick random names from the audience so all you have to do is show up you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to just, just be there. Just be in the room. So go do that. Check it out at twitch.tv slash robots radio. That's what I got. Guys, thank you again for joining me. This has been super fun. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Chat, thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. See you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 
9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time. All right, we're done. We did it. We did it. Woo! Woo! Awesome. Woo! Woo! Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great episode. What if I just what if I edit that little moment right into the beginning of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like, Very what was with, cheers. What was with the weird start of that episode? That was the end of the episode. <laughs> we should do it. <laughs>